Uh, Milkowski. Milkowski, that's it. He said, you have to meet this guy. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And he thinks the same as you. That's how I know you. Is because of right. Bill Milkowski, which is very strange now I think about it. I literally just thought that when you walked in. Um, Why is it strange? Because I only knew, distantly knew Milkowski. Oh. And, uh, in fact, there was some truth there because, I mean, he knew... He knew what I was into, and Milkowski was quick on the quick on the draw with some kinds of things. Yeah, things. yeah. Like Bill is, is quick witted. Yeah, That's, you know. He, 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 but on the other hand, I was very young, so at the same time, you know. Right. So I, I mean, well, I was. I remember how great the scene was back in that back then when I got here because I was, I was pretty, like torn to shreds from New York. Actually, mm-hmm. I was like you know, torn limb from limb. No, are you, are you from New York? No. Where no. are you from? I'm from Kansas City. Really? Yeah. You and Bird. So then I know what, and then what, uh, no, Bird's from Kansas Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my dad was a piano player, jazz and blues. Like really? R&B kind of stuff, like a Mose Allison kind of guy. Only not quite that, that hip, yeah, but... But he tended to play more standard stuff like, you know, Satin Doll and Misty and uh-huh. Stardust and, play, yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. But, you know, he'd play like blues. He was, you know, like Gene Harris or, you know, one of those kind of guys. Oh, wow. he, and he rubbed shoulders with the the black musicians. Like back then, they, I think they had just desegregated their music union. Oh, like okay. there was the black local and the white local. What, what, what years was this? Fifties, sixties? Yeah, this this was in like the you know it had always been segregated from the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, and then I think in the late fifties it became desegregated. I'm not sure about that. It might have been in the early sixties. It was pretty late. Uh huh. And um, but um, anyway, he was one of the few white musicians who actually like was hanging out with black guys and mm-hmm. playing with the musicians and he played with like organ players and mm-hmm. you know those b3 play you know that whole thing and uh, and um so i i got like i just hung around i thought that was the coolest shit ever you know really <laughs> yeah well, no, 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 just the whole scene. Just the whole scene. Yeah, yeah, the whole scene of the Kansas City scene, which was a sort of, uh, uh, not exactly a remnant. Now it's more like a remnant. But the, back then it was still thriving from mm-hmm. the, it was just people that were like 20 years older from the 30s and 40s uh-huh. when the whole Kansas City scene happened. So there were still all those guys. Like, wow. And a great white jazz scene, too. Like, it, it, was, it was a really nice thing. It was like the... Far, you know, it was it, it was the far, you know, it was a wide open city in the 30s, like during the Depression. And mm. before that, it was totally happening. You don't really hear about the Depression in Kansas City because it didn't exist. It's right. like <laughs> everybody oh. was working, but they were working at bars. You know? oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't know what was going on. But uh, anyway, so um, so, yeah, I would say that. That whole scene really influenced me big time. And plus, my dad was a record collector. And mm. so he had a jazz record collector. So he had, like, all this stuff, you know, all the Monk and all the, you know, um, Bird and all all that stuff and Oscar Peterson. And, 
<laughs> Mose Allison and mm-hmm. you know all, now all those guys like Sonny Stid, you know everybody mm-hmm. you can think of pretty mm-hmm. much you know not totally obscure guys like mm-hmm. Mel Powell but mm-hmm. you know and a lot and so I used to listen to that and he used to do that awkward thing like bring me into the room and go like wow dig this like wait let's put it back Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, get yeah. me out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You read oh, about that God. in some plays. I thought it was just like, you know, something that, like, you know, either your brother or friends used to inflict on each other. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, right. Wow, your dad used to do that too. Amazing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was fun. So, in any way, and then I, but I, and I lived in the suburbs too. So, uh-huh. a new suburb, right. you know, one of the, model suburbs of the post-war development thing and um and it was so boring living there and then it was so exciting with the music scene so it's like i totally was like you know and and plus the rec the shit that i heard like i remember really distinctly like the solo monk record okay where yes. he, where I think he's in the aviator thing. Oh yeah, yeah. and then the the guy when he's sitting in the wagon. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's shit. And and also the one drum tune that really stood out for me was um, um, a Bird with Roy Haynes, and and it was like the live at Saint Nick's record. Yeah, this it's, is amazing. We are we are even more similar than I previously thought because those were. It was like I went for Muddy Waters records when I was fifteen, and then there was the Monk Trio record and Bird Live at Scene. I had really, yeah, totally. really, and then it was wow. like my brain switched over. Yeah, and right. Nice yeah, my brain was. switched over too. It's like, it was like it's it, like that. All I see, it's and, the same. You know, it, whatever. <laughs> it's like you know, it's a hit with this whiffle bat, and the fairy dust comes out. Yeah, yeah, no, it's totally, <laughs> totally, totally that way. It's really yeah. You know. Um, yeah, and then one night l- laying in bed going trying to go to sleep on a summer night and 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 listening to the radio and they were playing back uh, in Kansas City and they were playing Coltrane the long version of my favorite thing. Uh-huh. And and that was that was later. That was more like when I was 12 or 13. Uh-huh. That's when it hit me too. I mean, the spirit, you know, possessed uh-huh. me and you know, I'm like, okay. Those Roy Haynes stuck out. Is this why you? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Roy Haynes was always great. I mean, he's he's he has the Midas touch. Everything he, t- every note he plays is well, and I think solid gold. You know, and I think uh, you know, <laughs> I, I I think he's magic. He's not going to die, is it? He is. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He has the, that band, the Fountain of Youth. Band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah it's like, <laughs> I know. He's like ninety-three. No yeah. it's like, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to race. Sports cars, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, like, I think I'm like, I look at this, I'm like, wow, it's like Sonny Rollins just gonna try to stay alive and beat this guy. Yeah, this right. The last man live to play with Charlie Parker. What's <laughs> going on? <laughs> you know. Right, but you know, but 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 I but but as 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 I went on, I was I was really influenced by Tony Williams. So uh-huh. like you know, like every other thinking drum. So were you? Did you have a drum set? Were you playing drums already at this point? Well, see, yeah. Well, I took you know, I just gravitated to, to the drums. Like my dad was like, "Here, let's 
I'll teach a piano. And uh-huh. I just, like, took a couple of lessons. And I'm like, I don't want to sit by this guy. Like, take <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It's like, no, no, this isn't for me. But um, somehow, I don't know, I gravitate to the drums. Uh-huh. And it's a mystery. But, um, um, and so, you know, I took a few lessons. I had some drum pads at a snare drum. And then my cousin was selling his drum set. Mm-hmm. And it was a premier Black Pearl. And... I bet you wish you still had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's a shitty drum set. That's my cousin's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it probably sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just I started that, and then I took lessons with, um, my dad got me the lesson. He's like, you got to take with Benny. Benny was Benny Udell, the um, the like Jewish refugee from Brooklyn, wow. <laughs> so that ended up in Kansas City as the timpani player in the Philharmonic. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And you know, he got married there, had some a couple of kids, and he's like, oh, I guess I'm stuck here. And he's like, you know, smoking cigars all the time. Like, yeah, your hands are like. A pair of bacala. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, sport. You know, lights up another cigar cigarette. Wow. Anyway, um, so yeah, he was the timpani guy. And I, and I did. I ended up playing timpani. And um, it, was, it was great. I loved timpani, man. But, um, but, the, but then there was the Italian guy next to him, Vince Villardo, who <laughs> they had these two studios at the Tune Shop. And Vince Villardo was the real, he knew all the rudiments. He played in big bands, he played marching bands, he played, you know, he uh-huh. played every gig with every famous, like Tony Bennett. Uh-huh. You know, or whatever. Yeah, classic, well, it's- so you, you know, there so, on the and, and, and yeah, and, and he and all his students were like, <laughs> and I and I was like, Mama, Daddy, Mama, Daddy, <laughs> you know, it's like, and Benny's like, all right, get out of here. Are you high? What? Get out of here. Come. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Okay. Anyway, so 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 yeah, and and um. When I first got the drum set, I went downstairs and I just started going like, bah, bah, bah. you know, like a kid, uh-huh. even though I knew some stuff. Uh-huh. I just was, and my dad like runs downstairs. And he's like, is that what Benny taught you to play? It's <laughs> like, and you were just like playing around there. Like... It was like my first free playing. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's like the first thing I played uh-huh. that I wanted to play, uh-huh. you know, um, but then I got, then I took lessons from this. Actually, the first guy I took lessons from was, well, Barry and, and, and you know, he, he kind of like the, the Robitussin. And <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but anyway, I won't go into that. You know, there was a big Kansas City scene with all this shit uh-huh. going down. Like, uh-huh. you know, back in the old days when they used to f- do scripts and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, but he was a great teacher. He was he was like totally groovy cat. He was also from New York, and he uh-huh. ended up. I guess a lot of people sort of ended up there, and and he played gigs, and he was like totally cool man. And it was back when the Kansas City jazz scene was happening. Like uh-huh. there was clubs, people went out to listen to it. Uh-huh. And 
dance sometimes and you know with the organ groups and a lot of piano uh-huh. groups like the three set you know that kind of right. stuff that bar i call it barbecue jazz uh-huh. you know people totally dug it you know uh-huh. and um you know i'm taking less from him and he's like um i'm he's like okay now here's your toms now some people have a fourth tom floor tom second floor tom and i'm uh-huh. like why <laughs> he's like well you can set a coke on it shit like that so he was so that was my that, those were my teachers and and um uh-huh. and it was in this context of this whole like ongoing thing so um did you practice yeah yeah i did you know i went through spurts of practicing i was never one of those like you know somebody like terry bozio must like wake up in the morning and like you know double radam accuse and shit because i heard he used to room then he tell you though no, no, he did. I know Berkeley, Steve yeah. Smith did. I, 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 met, I met Steve Smith, and he said he roomed with... And it's like, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, okay, 17s with one yeah, hand. Yeah, it's just they do. It's just you know, room, like, 64 like, no, notes <laughs> in 17-4. Like, <laughs> and shit like that. Uh-huh. But no, I always... I have to say I always wrestled with technique, uh-huh. you know. It's like, no matter how much many lessons I you know and it's like because I think that also I was I have always been drawn to like word stuff you know uh-huh. the verbal world and and you know um so it was like always mixing that and never deciding which one I wanted to specialize in so I decided not to specialize and uh-huh. got into this whole thing you know because you know, and 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 so that, you mean writing was on you already at that? Point, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. I was, yeah, I was, yeah, I was into it. I like to do it, and I was pretty good at it. Uh-huh. You know, um, uh-huh. what were you writing? Was, was... Oh, uh, um, well, I write uh, um, like uh, non-fiction-oriented things, like you know you know, analysis of a situation or a history or, and that or, a, or a, what, what? That started back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I, uh, but I always wrote poetry too. Uh-huh. I, I've written so much poetry. Yeah. And so much, like thousands. Of course, out of that, there's probably like 99.9 bad stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, but not really. I would say it's about n- 90% bad, yeah. you know, <laughs> 10% good. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I've been doing all it all along, yeah. you know. And plus, I I always had this theatrical thing where, like, the dramatic thing that's really weird. that was in there too. Yeah, it's not like I knew I want. It was weird. It's kind of cartoony, you know. It's like just how certain things strike me that I'm uh-huh. reading, uh-huh. like like if it's particularly profound, like back in those days, mm-hmm. you know. So anyway. Um, so that just set the stage for everything else, all mm. that stuff. And I stayed in Kansas City till I was like mm. seventeen. 18. No, it sounds like a great warm. But if you're into music and uh, and, uh, and especially at the background, it sounds like a great warm bath. Why would you move to New York? Right. Well, um, well, I had to get out of get out of my get out of there. Well, you know, one thing that's one one thing I want to bring. You know, is that. Um, 
you know, every city has a scene, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, um, and I just grew up like on the uh, looking at that scene and sometimes being in it, and more so as I went along. And um, every and every it was always the same people over and over and over, and then some like star would come in from outside, mm-hmm. and everybody go see it, and then um, I just it I got. You know, because of the times, I mean, it was the late 60s and the early 70s and all that musical shit was happening, you know, and everybody was into it, you know, mm. just, just, you know, uh, I mean, Hendrix and, you know, and all that stuff and Miles and, you know, uh-huh. or, I mean, shit. Yeah. Um, and Ornette, you know. And what, 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 were, what were the ways these things were impacting you? Well, you know, I was I was listening to it. I would I would like go out and buy that shit. It's like, and you know, Sunrise. You know, I remember going buying Astro Black. You know, or you know whatever that was. Yeah, you know stuff like that. You know, just like wow. And but you know, mind blowing. Were you writing about this? Were you? No, 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 no. I I never wrote about music. I, I never, I tried, I just couldn't do it. It's right. like, I can't read about it, I can't, can't write, write it. It's like so weird, it's like some kind of schizophrenic, yeah, or, or some kind of compartmentalization uh-huh. or something that mm-hmm. saves me from the pain, you know? <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> some Sounds kind of good. So, anesthesiological process. You know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> So at that point you moved to New York because of those forces, or because of the music you were hearing? No, I went to um, Chicago. I went oh, away to Chicago. school. Oh, you went to school in Chicago? I went to Northwestern. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, and it was great. I had the best time ever. In fact, it was so good I had to drop out. <laughs> 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 no. They called it Heavenston. What did you, what did Heavenston <laughs> right. so What did you check in for? Um, I was just liberal arts, and, uh-huh. you know, I took Latin, and, um, you know, literature, mo- you know, mm-hmm. modern literature, we st- you know, it's called Desolation Road, literature of, you know, <laughs> yeah, right, you know, right, like, yeah. whatever, whoever, whoever, you uh-huh. know, sad European cats, you know, <laughs> tragic uh-huh. European cats. Oh, that's where I read Crime and Punishment. Uh-huh. I wrote about that. I wrote, wrote a great, great essay about okay. that. That's interesting. <laughs> what was what was the essay about? What was the, what it was, was the about? about the m- I, what's his name? Me- 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 Medelov or Me- Mal- what? What? the main guy? Yeah. The, 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 the main name? guy. Right. The protagonist is like yeah. as a Christ figure. Uh-huh. You know, he's like crucified at the end. You know, yeah. but I forget the plot. You know, it's like, yeah. exactly. But yeah, um, I just think Kafka was kind of making fun of that guy in the in the, in the cockroach. Making fun of that character. That character, yeah, (laughs) probably he was easily able. It's like going more into the mind. Like if he hadn't have been active, like wasn't able to actually do anything, it would have been like that (laughs) cockroach. Is that notes from underground? You know, the guy who lives in the basement, like everybody does now. Yeah, like he's just missing the internet. Yeah, profit, you know. It's like, I, it's like I found out I posted the other day the, the uh, you know the favorite the thing that I think describes everything now diplomacy, 
policy and economics. Oh, the profit? A, the profit Jim of Brown? modern times, the person who saw no. it. No, 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 the guy that saw what this is really going to be like. Turns out to be Groucho Marx, I think, in the, <laughs> the seven cent nickel, which where, where he has this, he tries to talk this guy into, you know, the reason why we need a seven cent nickel. And everything about this meeting looks exactly like our entire political world. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's amazing. You're like, wow, this was 80 years previous, and he was making fun of the situation. That's the situation that showed up. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's amazing. I mean, it's like my friend Tommy the Snake said uh, out in Oregon. <laughs> He's like, if you would have told me what's going on now, was going <laughs> back then, I I I wouldn't have believed you. You know, totally. it's like you know. Mm. Because you know, back in those days, it was like, "Wow, the whole world is trans is opening up, and there's all this creativity, like mm-hmm. just flowing everywhere. It's great." And one of the things about that, I think, this is just a theory that I, one of my crack mini crackpot theories, mm-hmm. is that um, they were still connected to the old teachers, like the old artists from the old days, who who had this like kind of taking art as a craft, you Mm -hmm. know, seriously, you know, whatever uh, realm you're in, like, you know, painting or Mm -hmm. music or dance or theater, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, they took it seriously as a craft, you Mm -hmm. know. And I feel like a lot of the creativity that came from, like, just, you know, know, whatever, war and drugs and Mm -hmm. sex or whatever, you know, whatever was causing it, um, was anchored tethered to this like old world craftsmanship it was still yeah and that's why why it came out so formally good and uh-huh. that's why it, it lasts over the years uh-huh. you know as opposed to i i just think that that was has been gradually loose those bonds or those ties have have been oh, totally. losing but you know that's that's no big deal that's just a cycle of history you know yeah, sort kind of, of yeah, you know, I mean, there, there can be you know. powerful movements. I think, you know, I think you're into mixes of, of some <clears> people uh, feel, you know, I mean, on, on a metaphorical level, it works like this, I think, which, which is that, you know, you go through those kinds of periods like you're talking about, and there's vast growth that's anchored, and, and, and a lot of very cool energy happens, except that there are a lot of power mongers that didn't get invited to the party and look in from, and they're like... <laughs> We didn't get invited to the party. Let's fuck these people up. You know, do something. Else. Yeah, that's so, you know, that. It's true. This, so there's like a lot of that, and then, but but on the other, that's a that's a kind of a grand uh, a grand sort of metaphor. But then I think the next thing that happens is like you know, um, uh, we, we somehow we somehow sort of evolved into you know I think it started in schools. It first became you know, is this going to be on the test? That whole mentality is this going to be on the uh. test? And then eventually, if those people that are out in the work world, you know, in the corporate world, like, right? You know, and now, now it's uh, the entire country is sitting around going, "Is this going to be on the test?" Yeah, right, like, right. Yeah, yeah. Good. They grow up. You got to. They grow up thinking. Okay. Well, well, I need to know. Not what do I want. Well, to that's know. definitely <laughs> what's happening. In yeah, right. I wonder how much that is like inserted against it, itself. It's against that, like the old ties, and it's sort of this. Yeah. Canonization slash, you know, ossification yeah. of the of this narrow thing that's going to be t- put on a test. Yeah, and then um, oh shit. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. no.